MoneyWeb at Midday for all your up-to-date stories. Transnet through Richards Bay Terminals has circulated a notice that it will suspend the receiving of all cargo that is brought to the port via road freight, all because of road congestion in the area and it's reached what is being termed as uncontrollable levels. It is a serious situation. Let's explore the impact of that decision with Gavin Kelly, who's the Chief Executive Officer of the Road Freight Association. Uh, Gavin, we're talking Monday lunchtime. What's the position right now? Uh, good afternoon, Jeremy. Good afternoon to to your listeners. Well, it seems that we haven't had very much progress. Uh, Transnet has contacted us saying they would like to have an urgent meeting with us, and I suppose that's because of what we've been saying in the media. But the problem is that the root causes are still there. They haven't disappeared, and we've had these causes mounting up one on top of the other over the last couple of years. And and we need to find a solution to that. That's really what we've got to do. Remind us of those root causes. Well, there are probably three very big ones, Jeremy. The first one is that there's this collapse of rail. So we have this huge amount of core commodities now being transported to the ports by truck. Secondly, the ports were not built to take these commodities by truck. They were built to take it by rail. So their whole infrastructure in that port process of loading or offloading or getting onto ships needs to have an interface between the trucks and this loading system. And then finally, the roads around the ports and the access points into the ports just cannot deal with these thousands of vehicles that are trying to get in and out because of course there's other cargo that needs to get into the port that was traditionally coming by road gavin can you describe the scene for me uh well you've got long queues of trucks bringing coal or manganese or chrome some sort of mineral timber You've got these long queues outside of the port trying to get through a very narrow entrance, and it's narrow because it wasn't built to take continuous uh, loads of trucks. You've got a booking systems, which the uh, transit port terminals has implemented to try and manage how the trucks get in, when they get in, where they go. And, of course, within the port, you've got very, very small area, congested area, because no one thought trucks would this amount of trucks would come into the port to offload. So now you have this area which confines these vehicles in the way in which they both enter and leave and how they move around in that port. So you've got this area down at at Richards Bay where there are long queues trying to get in, long queues trying to get out. There's goods being offloaded in the port and there's just absolute chaos. And that uh, has the impact of increased uh, safety risk, I imagine. Yes, amongst many other risks, you have increased safety risk. You've got risk for those standing out in the queues. If you stand two or three days out in queues, you have the chance of being attacked. But, of course, inside as well, there's this huge scurrying trying to get things moving backwards and forwards. What do you want to see achieved after this meeting if it goes ahead? Well, I think, first of all, we need to sort out these massive queues, Jeremy. You can't have drivers sitting in trucks all over the place waiting to get in and waiting to get out. So I think the first thing we need to do is to find a way in which we can schedule these trucks that are operating in and out of the port so that we can have a place for them to stand safely away from port so we have those choke points moving uh, freely. The long-term can't be long term but it's going to be long term the long term solution is to sort out the rail to make sure 
it can get this to port and that we don't have the secondary knock-ons, which you're seeing now happening at places like Le Bombo, where these huge queues are now appearing. Do you have any confidence in Transnet in being able to resolve this issue? Short answer to that, Jeremy, no. So we are in for the long haul here? I think we're in for the long haul. We've been saying to Transnet there are key operations that you need to give or concession to private sector. We were talking about a a terminal down at the port of Durban how many months ago that was going over to private sector nothing has happened so we're going to this is going to take a couple of months unfortunately and while that is happening people are now starting to take legal action yes you see the local authorities are saying that their roads are being destroyed that there is a huge safety risk in terms of traffic management in ensuring that the roads are safer, that other vehicles and other people can access the port and access the routes around it. They've put their traffic officers onto longer shifts. And of course, that all costs money. So these various authorities are saying, no, no, we can't do this anymore. And and you need to cover the cost and uh, hopefully force them into some sort of action. Gavin Kelly, we've got something called the National Logistics Crisis Committee. What's all that about? Well, a couple of months ago, Jerry, the president had taken note of a number of the logistics challenges and this is the greatest i think the greatest heartache for all of us is that what's happened at richards bay didn't happen overnight it's been coming and we've been saying it's been coming and we've been saying you know you need to fix certain things like the rails and the ports and the way in which these operate and how they operate and a couple of months ago the national logistics crisis committee was formed It has various legs to it or various parts that address various things. Um, And it is an an intention is to fix what we are seeing. But at the moment, we don't seem to be getting very fast, very getting anywhere very quickly. Sounds like it's a waste of time. Well, at this stage, it looks like it's a waste of time. There have been some very important Uh, documents that have come out from it that have pointed at where the challenges are so there has been some very good work what really now needs to happen as always Jeremy is now we actually need to do what we need to do somebody needs to be held accountable and somebody has going to have to start putting in place those corrections that have been missing for so long who is that somebody well, at this stage, various parts of the infrastructure we're talking about are fall under various government departments or under Transnet. We have seen that some of the executives have left. So the question is, are they going to hold somebody really accountable or are they going to take that leap of faith that we've been pushing for so long to concession some parts to give it to the private sector so that business can get going? What are your members saying to you? Well, huge frustration. Their businesses are really suffering, and it isn't always about making a profit, but let's face it, if you don't make a profit, why would you be in business? So first of all, there's huge drain on resources in terms of keeping the wheels turning. The assets, the trucks, the drivers are being driven to the end. The drivers are are, are really shuttling backwards and forwards. They're not really getting any good rest periods. Even if you rest the required minimum rest periods, these are long and they are very, very uh, anxious trips that they do. There's always some sort of conflict. You never know what's going to happen. So our members are saying that this needs to be resolved. We just cannot keep going on like this. And just a final question then, as all of this continues to unfold, uh, the economic impact uh, is becoming more and more serious. Well, if we don't export, 
we don't generate revenue. And yes, you can say it's businesses generating revenue, but if they generate revenue, we generate tax. And tax means we can do the things that we need to do. Around the world, people are looking at us and hopefully not laughing at us, but saying, you know, if I cannot get my goods out of South Africa through ports, I'm going to use a different port or what the heck I'm going to go and buy it from somewhere else. Gavin Kelly, thank you very much indeed. Chief Executive Officer of the Road Freight Association coming up later in the program. Part two of the story as we look at the container chaos in Durban.